I'm Kelsey Styles, and like always, this week we have a new special Bay Area guest with me. Uh, today it is a good friend slash we might live together. Um, I live with five people, so I can pull this card for a while. Um, her name is Natasha Durrell. She is a mindset life coach and meditation teacher out in the Mission District of San Francisco. Uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about um, anxiety, meditation, and a little bit of astrology because we're both low-key, high-key, uh, maybe into it. <laughs> we'll talk about it later, but uh, yeah, for now, you're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and once again, there is another guest in the studio. This time, it's Natasha Durrell. She is a mindset life coach focusing in neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, she also does meditation, and we're going to talk about how meditation helps her with her anxiety, what I do to help me with my anxiety. It's a little different, but as long as you, you know, have got your way of helping yourself out, that's all good. And we're also going to talk about astrology, because heck yeah, I want to know more about her sign. She's going to want to know more about my sign. We're going to play some games, all that stuff. So keep tuning in, keep listening. To Cool World on BFF.FM. I didn't do the sweet bad thing, I told you I do. But I tried to, didn't do it, but I tried to When are you and I right to? Hey, who are you and my right for you? And you the one that wanted my fool And you the one that wasn't mindful And you the one that wanted bitter boy, bitter man Wonder what my love doing now Probably in the envoy with a man Came mama business, came mama business I'm wishing they'll hit a lamppost They whip break, no insurance, no license either Boys right there, nice to see you Can't buzz like, yeah, flight to piece of planet
Change the feeling, goddammit.
If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and with me in the studio is Natasha Durrell. She is a mindset life coach and meditation teacher out in San Francisco. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, anxiety, uh, meditation in general, um, what her practice specializes in, because I don't know much about life coaching. She's going to educate all of us. Um, and then we're also going to have some fun talking about astrology and all that stuff. So stay tuned and keep listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
just now tuning in to bff.fm this is cool world a cool show where we interview interesting people from the bay area every week on mondays from 4 to 6 p.m uh in a little bit i'll be talking to natasha durrell who is a mindset practice based life coach and meditation teacher in san francisco uh, we're going to be talking about how we both manage um, our own manifestations of anxiety um, and all sorts of mental health jazz. And yeah, we'll also talk about astrology. Um, heads up, I'm a Gemini. She's a Capricorn. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But keep on listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
while thinking of having sex with you. Not out of desire or shame, but some subconscious impulse to feel pain. I wiped my tears on my face and neck and the backs of my ears and said, now it's sweat. Now it's sweat. It's sweat now.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and on this Monday, I've got Natasha Durrell with me in the studio. Uh, she's a really special person. Uh, she is a life coach and meditation teacher in San Francisco. You want to say hi? Hey, how's everybody doing today? <laughs> Hopefully everyone's doing pretty well. I kind of had a shit day myself, so I'm trying to spin that around and make it a little bit more positive. What about you, Natasha? Had a good day, but we're about to turn that around, and I'm so happy to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I gave a general overview of who you are. You do mindset life coaching. Uh, you have a meditation in San Francisco, where you also kind of do some yoga, right? No, right now I'm currently just purely mindfulness-based and focusing on kind of the mindset part of the practice. So it is a little bit intimidating, especially because with meditation, it kind of comes with that demystifying at first. But it is such a good practice, and it is something that once you kind of get going on a regular routine, it can be really beneficial, especially if you struggle with something such as anxiety, which I know we both <laughs> struggle with a little bit. Hell yeah, we do. I'm oh. anxious all the time. Okay, we'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive into uh, anxiety discussion a little bit later. But um, mm. I want to talk to you about your practice as life coach, how you got your start. Um, cause for me, you know, when we first met and you told me that you were a life coach, I was thinking of like Tony Robbins. Yeah, definitely. And that is a big name in the life coach industry. Yeah. And it is something that I think it can, any, every coach can speak for themselves in this way, but you're bringing your heart more so than everything. And when I talk to clients, I'm really showing up as myself and just with my heart and that's really where the best coaching comes from mm -hmm. and what really got me into it was i just love watching people do what they love to do and just come alive in that aspect and what the coaching does is kind of bring it into actionable steps and i've always kind of had a hard time because i've wanted to do something like that but I wanted to kind of bring that action to it and for me that's kind of what coaching is and that's why I really love what I do and love kind of Aww, the approach she's in so hard right now yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> okay so I want to and for anybody that's listening who maybe wants to know what is the distinction between life coaching and let's say a therapist so with a life coach, I would say it's definitely action-based, future-oriented, and you're kind of looking into what's next, where do I want to go? And therapy, you're kind of looking at what's happening right now. And while life coaching is the same, a lot of times they do go hand-in-hand. Hand. And I do work with therapists as well, and I will kind of always just try to learn as much as I can because there's so many different angles and ways to look at what I do. So it's um, it's really beautiful, but they do, I would say, go hand in hand. And um, it's important for everyone to reflect on kind of what's going on in the moment and also just go, hey, I, what's coming up? 
So, so who would you say is the perfect client uh, to be life coach? Like, who would be the perfect candidate? So, I would say with that is it's someone who is comfortable where they're at, but they've realized that they're too comfortable, mm. and that something, something want they want to change something, but they're stuck, and they want to kind of move forward in that way and that's kind of where I come in I come in as that outside perspective as that person who just bounces off ideas and goes well what about this and it's very team based almost Mm -hmm. like a sports team where it's not just me going hey let's do this it's what do you think about this this didn't work let's try it this way let's go about it in another way so it's just kind of what I do is I'm mainly a support and just getting through the obstacles a lot quicker. So that would be, I guess, the perfect person who is an ideal client is someone who's ready to kind of face those obstacles. Okay, cool. And then what is kind of like the usual uh, procedure or like methodology of how you approach people? with uh would you say with a process for let's say you're having a limiting belief or a thought that's getting in your way with mm-hmm. that can i give an example of that yeah way? yeah okay yeah, cool so uh let's say someone feels stuck what i would do is kind of see all right where is the thought process going what's the pattern like is it i feel stuck and where is it spiraling to what is that thought making you feel predominantly and that's kind of where i would kind of start to catch those patterns and then what i would do is not try to change the emotion altogether and make it something that's completely different but make it lighter is what's a little bit lighter what's the next step and what i would want to do there is if it's i feel stuck i feel like i can't do this it would be i feel stuck right now i feel like i can't do this right now Mm-hmm. And then I would lastly kind of connect it to an action where it is, I don't feel like I can do this right now, but what can I do about that? And that's kind of where the neurolinguistic programming comes in. Ooh, tell me a little bit more about that. So that's just kind of taking what we're experiencing these, these thoughts and the experiences that we've connected to them and changing them, almost showing them a better way to be. And that's kind of my favorite terminology in that is like a best friend is you're taking it kind of from an outside perspective. You're giving it that new way of being and you're just showing it that better way to be. And you kind of take that approach with your thoughts and you give yourself a different, more open perspective and you're giving yourself a bigger realm to play with. So it's it's exciting stuff. I could <laughs> I could talk about it. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, you can dive deep into it. <laughs> yes, I can. Um, yeah. So I want to ask, are most people that come to you, is it more so that they're looking for help with like relationships, be that romantic, platonic, familial, or is it kind of more career-based, or maybe they're trying to kind of change like some bad habits or like... I don't want to say anyone can have a bad personality trait, but maybe they want to change something about their personality. Like, what would you say is, like, the most common themes in your clientele? Yeah, that's a good question, and I get that question, but this is where my hippy-dippy part is going to come in. This is the part you've been waiting for, but... So, I actually kind of, especially when I first started, 
I put a lot of intentions out there like, hey, this is, well, how am I going to handle this situation or X situation if this gets thrown my way? And I just put out an intention basically saying, please send me people that I can help. Please send them to me in that way where the people that are coming to me are people that I can genuinely help. And um, I honestly can't really put a face, an age, any kind of range to the people who do come but every point of that there comes a point where they're talking and they start opening up about their story and i'm like oh okay i see why okay so so there's no common themes i would say you get kind of like a mixed bag of people coming to you yeah i would say that but it's just this kind of inner desire just for more i guess i mean that's truly i think the reason people do seek out a life coach or someone to kind of come in and come in Mm. as their team yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah um okay if you're just now tuning in this is cool world on bff.fm i am kelsey styles and with me right now is mindset life coach and meditation teacher natasha uh, we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety because, oh, <laughs> scary word. Um, yeah, because we both have it um, and we both deal with it or not deal with it, manage it uh, in different practices. So I want to ask you, when did you start uh, feeling symptoms of anxiety? Um, when did you get diagnosed, et cetera, et cetera? So I think that I've had anxiety for a lot of my life, but I didn't really know what it was when I was a kid. I never really had that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It was when, you know, when it got older and less manageable that it started yeah. to really kind of appear and it started to really show up in ways that first it was something that I couldn't see coming. And I don't know, as you know, when you have an anxiety attack, it's just I don't know when it's going to come. I don't know how it's going to come. It's just when it comes, you're, it's there. It just, it consumes you. And I think that's the one thing that was weird about my anxiety when I first started with it was I felt like it was the thing that just broke my heart in a way. And um, I felt like I was breaking my own heart and I was pushing people away and and how I, <laughs> and how old were you when you had kind of like your first attack I would say about 20 and mm. I started to have them on a regular basis at 22 and mm. at the time I was living with a boyfriend and I can't even begin to explain how hard it was when all he wanted was for me to be happy and good and I just couldn't breathe and I couldn't function and it just I'm gonna interrupt with a pro tip if you are dating someone who suffers from anxiety on a day-to-day basis semi-regular basis whatever basis um do your due diligence and do some research yeah. because mm-hmm. <laughs> it really means a lot and there are a lot of really great tips out there to help someone um, come down from a panic attack and yeah yeah definitely I can attest to that it's <laughs> it's important and um, I think that's really what anxiety is is it's just something that 
you really don't see coming and when you're feeling it it feels like the world is crashing in and that's kind of why once i started to get out of that a little bit and out of that space i became became really passionate about finding the tools to help people get out of it quicker because Mm -hmm. that's something that is really important and it's not talked about enough where yeah mental health should really be prioritized (laughs) everywhere um yeah for me i think i always had some kind of like minor symptoms of it as a child but i think i just categorized that as like this extra like energy yeah um (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, but it wasn't until college where, you know, I had like the changes of like some friends leaving, having kind of like my first, uh, real serious, like romantic relationship and, you know, starting to face the challenges of juggling like my health, education, uh, all my internships and like jobs that I had outside of it, that I started having my first panic attacks. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and, like, luckily I had some, like, friends at the time who were, like, already experienced with it, Um, so they gave me, like, some good tips of, you know, if you're alone, maybe, like, put your head in between your legs, you can sniff some, like, really strong cologne or perfume, I would call them, and they would just kind of, like, listen to me over the phone, and just, like, knowing that someone was there on the other end was really awesome. Yeah, it's so real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then um, I am on medication. Uh, you were for a hot second, mm-hmm. but wasn't the right fit for you, which is totally cool. It's about six months. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have been taking, was it Lexapro? I started at five milligrams. Now I'm at 10, and it feels like the right balance for me. Um, maybe like six months ago. Yeah, it was when I lost my job. What's up? <laughs> a little bit before that. Um, I uh, sometimes suffer from a PTSD, and I had an episode from that, and it caused me to miss some work. So I finally went and saw a psychologist, um, which was something I've always kind of been afraid of doing. And, um, you know, certain things are in my family, so I guess I've just been, like, afraid to get diagnosed for maybe those things. Yeah. Um, so I finally saw a doctor, did all the tests. I honestly thought I might be, like, bipolar because I would have, like, such an uptick in energy and then just, like, literally crash. And turns out it was just my anxiety causing that. <laughs> yeah. Because the anxiety would, like use all of my like endorphins to try to like combat the stress and then that would leave me just like crashed the next day um so that's when I started taking medication it's been really great and yeah yeah that's amazing (laughs) look I mean that's not an easy thing to share so you know how amazing that is that you know it's definitely everyone has their ways that they have to kind of discover i would say discover because it's truly kind of coming into the best way that really works for you and your body and i mean everyone has that journey so that and it's different for everyone so it's beautiful to share yours and you know i hope that 
in this is natasha y'all she's super cheesy sweetheart such a cheese but um (laughs) yeah so i I hope this part won't be uh triggering for anybody but i want to talk about um how our panic attacks anxiety attacks um manifest because i've talked to a few other friends and it's interesting how it's kind of different from person to person Mm -hmm. um for myself it's always random never see it coming which is something that uh took my mom a while to understand anytime i would like call her and an attack she'd be like what caused it what were you thinking and like literally nothing (laughs) i'm just hanging out and it just hit me all of a sudden but um i kind of get a sense of dysphoria where i feel like i'm not really like in my body like i feel like i can't like control my hands like i'm looking at it and i'm just like oh like where am i why don't i feel like in control i guess it's more so that um i have a really hard time breathing uh just every emotion is hitting me at once like slapping me in the face and yeah it kind of just takes me like lying down fetal position to basically come down or you know partners like holding me and just giving me a glass of water and riding out the wave with me what about you natasha yeah i would say it's um it's always kind of on the verge when i feel like i'm losing something and it could be just even losing a part of myself and it's i just i feel scared and it definitely always kind of triggers from a feeling of fear and Mm -hmm. i guess now that i know that um i just kind of can feel it before it starts to happen and um i know that's not for everyone where you can tell it's coming but what i've kind of learned to do is just go with what i need to do and if i need to go to the beach i go to the beach and just be unapologetic about what i need to do for myself in that moment and oh man i'm jealous that you have like enough control to do that i become like immobilized it's taken <laughs> it's taken some practice but i mean before when i had when i was diagnosed with the crippling anxiety i had anxiety about even just moving my car and i didn't want to leave the house so there was a point where i didn't have that control and it's yeah i would get some like agoraphobia of like i can't leave my house like let alone i don't really want like even want to leave my bed like it just becomes like all right i'm gonna put on this comforting show on netflix i'm gonna order some delivery food yeah get a little bit high and just try to fall asleep (laughs) but um all right so panic attacks anxiety uh it's driven a lot of what you do in terms of your meditation work Mm -hmm. i want to talk about that connection and how you help people in your class yeah so that's one thing i think that even if you don't struggle with a big amount of anxiety it's still not a comforting thought to go that deep within yourself in that way and that's kind of where the practice of meditation is a little bit intimidating for a lot of people, mm-hmm. even people who aren't struggling. And that's kind of where I think that having this experience and going this deep into it 
helps me kind of understand if people are anxious and it helps me to guide them a little bit better into being okay with what you find and that's just the big part of meditation that i see people struggle with is am i doing this right am i doing this in a way so if someone is listening right now and let's say they start feeling a little bit anxious uh i know like for me when i was working at this tech job it would happen to me a lot and Mm -hmm. I would kind of do a little bit of meditation, like taking a little break, going into an empty conference room. Uh, What's maybe like a quick little routine that you could give them to do on their own? I would say start with five minutes and Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be a long time, but just five minutes of just coming into your body. And what I would say is if you feel like, hey, I'm in my head, I'm in my thoughts, listen to your body more so and what i mean by that is kind of listen to the breath and just let the rising and the falling of the breath lead the mind and allow that to help your mind slow down kind of slow down your breath and just allow your thoughts to slow down with it and that sounds cheesy but a lot of times during the day our head is kind of running the game so that's kind of where you're going to reverse engineer and bring the meditation to your advantage if you're feeling that like oh my gosh i'm in my head i'm stuck and um with five minutes you're not committing to a huge amount of time and it's just something that you could pick to do morning afternoon or evening Mm -hmm. um if you're feeling that kind of midday work vibes i just want to take a moment during a lunch break i would say find a spot and get your zen on that's my tip (laughs) hey get your zen on namaste okay if you are just now tuning in this is cool world on bff.fm i'm kelsey styles your host and with me in the studio is natasha Jarrell, mindset life coach and meditation teacher in san francisco california Uh, We've been talking about life coaching, anxiety, meditation, and now I want to get to (laughs) maybe the less serious, more serious part. I'm about to find out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're going to talk about astrology because Natasha and I, I got into astrology uh, from a college friend's shout out to Hadley Knapp if you're listening. Um, but she was super into like tarot and like even doing like <laughs> blood moon spells and stuff and crystals. Uh, I didn't get that far in. Um, but she really got me into astrology more so uh, doing like uh, natal like birth charts. So that way you get like a more complex description of a person. And uh, I find those to be pretty accurate. Um, yeah and especially looking back at my previous relationships and friendships i'm kind of like oh that makes sense yeah because they were scorpio or pisces so tasha what's your sign i'm a capricorn what does that mean Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that means i can be a little hard-headed a little stubborn sometimes um but i'm very determined and loyal and i can be sometimes a little funny but not i'm gonna i'm gonna 
I'm going to let that one kind of fade uh, out. <laughs> so I didn't mention this earlier. Well, I kind of did. Um, Natasha is one of my roommates. Uh, we've been living together for... It was almost a year? No. no like five, no. six months? <laughs> it feels like, it a, feels long like a long time. That's why I said You're that. like a sister. <laughs> yeah, we are like sisters. Um... But yeah, it was funny, uh, whenever we were, like, interviewing for a new person in the house, it became kind of a bit, although Natasha was very serious all the time about it, she <laughs> would ask the people we were interviewing what their sign was. Uh, yeah. It's, it's important, but it's just kind of, I think, what I love about astrology is it's just another way to kind of understand and learn about someone, so... I haven't delved as deep into it as rituals and stuff, but I do think that there's a lot of truth to it. Yeah, I fun. mean, I don't believe in like the bullshit, you know, kind of like, here's what your month's gonna look like. Here's what, you know, day by day, uh, what Cosmo Magazine is telling you to do or broadly or whatever. Um, but hey, try to believe in you know cycles that the sign undergoes um i'm supposed to be going through some major change i'm a gemini by the way (laughs) um if that makes any sense uh it does gemini's are a little bit uh not two-faced oh you were talking about this earlier with another person at the studio but uh, I think Gemini's are just very adaptable to different personalities. And open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Very open-minded. Very. <laughs> and we also found out today that Kelsey shares the same birthday as Tupac. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, pretty cool birthday, if you ask me. Pretty rad. Pretty uh, cool. My mom is also a Gemini. I talk about my mom a lot on this show. What's up, mom? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey. But... Yeah, you were telling me earlier how apparently a lot of Geminis are musicians and or creative types. Do we know what a lot of Capricorns are? That's a great should question. We, here, we all should. right, I'm going to go on the internet. That's fine. Yeah, Sorry, we could do that. radio people. Um, yeah, it's a quick Capricorn research. Treats. Okay, all it says is that you're ambitious, wise, disciplined, patient, cautious, pessimistic, stubborn. Stubborn. I would say, so I am a Capricorn, Pisces, Leo, Moon, and I think this is really cool, but same with Martin Luther King Jr. He has the same signs maybe it's politicians and maybe yeah politicians or... that's huge okay, uh yeah that sports makes sense. Mm-hmm. kind of yeah it's it's definitely goal driven goal yeah goal oriented like very intense <laughs> intense is goal oriented <laughs> yeah. yeah intense people yeah definitely. um yeah so I one okay this is kind of lame but one reason I feel like astrology is pretty valid especially when it comes to uh, romantic entanglements is my mom and dad are pretty great and a solid match and my mom's a Gemini my dad's a Leo they've been together for a long ass time it's pretty damn cute yeah, they uh, they moved in together after like a month, got engaged after three months, I think, and then got married after like six months of being together. Dang. Yeah, so hello, <laughs> if there's anyone that's a Leo out there, come scoop me up. 
scoop me up hit me up yeah 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 we'll put out it is actually leo season right now so it is leo season if anyone says it's their birthday hit them up <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday leos. leos it is also mercury retrograde too i think we should talk about that that's you okay i don't know much about this you can uh, explain a <laughs> little bit more here. about this retrograde so mercury retrograde is a time that apparently all things kind of become a little bit more frustrating miscommunication becomes higher technology kind of slows down so if you've noticed in the past few weeks that you've just felt kind of like this frustration you've noticed people getting frustrated i guess around you <laughs> frustration is key right here that's kind of what they say is mercury retrograde and each retrograde is in a different sign so a positive twist on this is what you're supposed to do is kind of embody the traits of the retrograde and kind of learn from that sign so our last retrograde was in aries which their sign kind of tends to have those hot-headed traits and what we were supposed to learn in that time is patience so that's kind of where the ritualistic fun part of it comes in if you're into all that you can create your own oh yeah right now uh the retrograde is in leo and scorpio Mm -hmm. i got some scorpio tendencies i think isn't my venus in scorpio or is in sagittarius i think Oh, you know what? It might be in Scorpio. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. That's why I'm just drawn to the Scorpio boys. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wow. Um, I wish we could have people call in and I want to ask you what your <laughs> what your chart is, what your sign is, and we could check our compatibility, but unfortunately we can't do that at bff.fm. Wah, wah, wah. Boop, boop, so instead boop, boop, boop. i'm gonna play this game with natasha where i'm gonna tell her two celebrities and she has to guess what their signs are oh yeah so here we go what's their sign <laughs> so the the first couple of celebs Kristen stewart and james franco What's their sign? Oh, I'm going to have to go with... Oh, Aries? Oh, don't know. You are correct. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Wait, Y'all, yes. This okay. is serious. Natasha's usually pretty good at picking up on people's signs, so I'm excited. Unless they have a rising or a moon in something. That's completely... Okay, next is Megan Fox and David Beckham. Hmm... David Beckham's pretty solid. I'd have to go with... I'm getting Taurus. Taurus. Taurus energy. I don't know. Oh. You're correct. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. David Beckham and oh. Megan Fox are two both for two. Tauruses. Okay. I'm going to jinx it. <laughs> okay. Next is Angelina Jolie and Kanye. I know Kanye's a Gemini. For sure. He has to be a Gemini. He has to be. You are correct. <laughs> doing a little bit. I'm doing too good at this. I knew this. Okay. Don't wait. You need to cover okay, up your eyes okay. and I press next. Okay. Um, I'm going to shuffle it a little bit just because I'm afraid that it might be going in order. Okay. So next is Beyonce and Nick Jonas. Beyonce is a Virgo. Okay. Or no, no. Her, maybe her daughter is a Virgo. 
No, no, she's the Virgo. I'm gonna go Final Virgo. answer. Virgo. Final answer. Virgo. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> this is so much. Okay. Uh, next is Drake and Katy Perry. Well, I mean, he kind of gave it away with Scorpion. I his new album. You think he's a Scorpio? Of course he's a Scorpio. Damn. She's Damn. really... Wow. Well, yeah, right. he has an album called Scorpion out. Come on. I know. I know. Right, I just didn't right. know, you know, the Scorpion could be a metaphor for a bunch of things. Drake okay. knows what's up. Close your eyes. Okay. Eyes are closed. This is how professional our studio is. <laughs> okay, so next we have Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Ooh. I don't know too much about either, but mm, Leo, 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 J Lo, yeah, I would say you are correct. What? Oh my god, <laughs> this is kind of freaking me out too. So I just want to say, if you're superstitious, um, just do your birth chart, and you'll find out so much about yourself. Okay, all right, we're gonna do two more. Keep those eyes wide so shut. Okay, next is Britney Spears and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Sagittarius. Motherfucker. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> okay, all right, final one. Eyes closed. Okay, we've got Justin Bieber and Drew Barrymore. Justin Bieber's public emotional expressions make him a Pisces. Oh, God, she was right. All right. Round of applause. She got all of them. That's spooky. How did Kind of spooky. I'm a little spooked myself. Oh, but my God. I did know some of those prior, like Justin and obviously Drake, but some of them came to a little bit of a surprise for me. But yeah. Yeah, holy shit. Those, I, I feel like those were some cliches of the signs, if that makes sense, though, kind of, where <sighs> J-Lo has that kind of expressive personality, you know, that kind of thing. So Very expressive. Yeah, like very, very Leo, okay. which is, right, I love, right, I I'll love. And well, same with J- Jennifer Lawrence, too, isn't she? Yeah, but I didn't mention her. She, yeah. Hmm. All right, so um, yeah, Natasha, I think that is it for our chat. Unless to close this out, do you want to give your top three best and worst signs? <laughs> Call them out. They are all <laughs> unique and amazing. No, give it, give it. What are your top three signs? I, w- I, yeah, they're, they're all, they're all. Um, should I just say the ones I'm compatible with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go so as a Capricorn, I am compatible with Scorpio, Virgo, and I believe Pisces. So if you're out there, I'm looking for you. Hit me up. We're <laughs> all right, just that's looking it. for love all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Found Hi. love in a radio show. Okay, and least compatible signs or least compatible least favorite. It's okay to say it. I don't have a least favorite. That's bullshit. She's being mm. very polite right being now. Being polite. This is different. Um, okay, and any uh, meme counts? Meme accounts. 
I know you've got a few favorites that talk about astrology. Yeah, um, Scott London official is one of my favorites. He goes so into depth about it and he's just super funny about it. So if you're kind of looking for that in-depth but humorous account, that would be the one. It's S-C-O-T-T-L-O-U-N-D-O-N official. Dope. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. uh, I'll be seeing you at dinner tonight in our home (laughs) very shortly. Sounds good. Sounds great. Um, Yeah, so coming up next, we have some hand-selected tracks that Natasha curated herself. Uh, They're like her favorite ones to jam out to. And yeah, my name is Kelsey Styles. You're listening to Cool World on BFFM. And if you like what you're hearing and want an easy and fun way to support community radio and SF, you can become a BFF.FM bestie by pledging a monthly donation of $10 or more. You'll help make sure BFF.FM keeps rocking for many years to come. And in return, you'll score sweet, sweet perks like a limited edition enamel pin for besties only early heads up on upcoming shows and ticket giveaways, and a free invite to our monthly Bestie Bash, a new concert series curated by our very own Space Abuela in partnership with Father Daughter Records and Take Care Tapes. Uh, It's happening here at the Secret Alley on the third Saturday every month starting in August, which is this month. So yeah, Becoming a Bestie is pretty cool. Just go to bff.fm forward slash summer sustainer to make your monthly pledge today and keep the dream alive. This is Cool World on bff.fm. You's a baby, right? I told her I'm 18 and live a crazy life. Plus, I tell you what the 80s like, and I know what the ladies like. Need a man that's polite, listens and takes advice. I could be all three, plus I can lay the pipe. Come with me, come stay tonight. She looked at me laughing, like boy, your game is tight. I'm laughing back, like sure you're right. Get in the car and don't touch nothing. Sit in the car, let's discuss something. Either we loving or I see you tomorrow. Now we speeding up the west side, hand creeping up the left side. I'm ready to do it, ready to, ready for dome. 55th exit, damn, damn, already we home. Now let's get it on. Hey, let's slide, alright, alright, we gon' get it on I drink, me too. Well, good, cause we gon' get hot tonight. Got drops, got clues, got trucks, got jeans. Alright, 
we gon' take them out tonight So much, yo, let's slide Now that I got a girl, my ex wanna holler and spit Told me to acknowledge her quick, she like Kim, stop frying On that Dave Hosta tip, come over, let's smile and sip I'm like, mom is sick, I promise you thick Usually I have a problem with chicks They all say I'm rotten and rich, but not her boobies real High heel to be feel, plus got them Gucci nails, huh? You a cutie still, and this my damn girl too Ain't no groupie deal, we left the movies with Suzuki wheels to the jacuzzi, I tell you my boobies real I mean she do be winning, Louis spinning Go to the crib, she got the Gucci linen I see boobie grinning, she licked the sad cam I know that you be sinning, nah, I'm a changed man Look at the range, man, I got a whole new game plan Looked and said that's nothing but game cam She was right, she was up in the range, man Dropped her off at the L, now flipping the cell That's right, I had to call up L, yo L, what up? I hit what else? Plus don't say word. And we got it on the night. Hey Mom, what's up? Let's slide. Alright. Alright. And we gon' get it on the night. You smoke, I smoke, I drink, me too. Well good, cause we gon' get high tonight. Got drops, got coops, got trucks, got jeans. Alright, and we gon' take a ride tonight. So much, what's up? Let's slide. Alright, alright, and we gon' get it on the Long neck, 
long legs, tiny tits and ass Girls from LA rock oversized shades And chill all day, cause they already paid Girls in Miami, string bikinis Bump techno by DJ Tiesto Girls from Detroit, like electro And dance all night till they break their neck, yo Let me tell you about a girl I know She like hip-hop and rock and roll Let me tell you about a girl I love Let me tell you about a girl I love Baby, we be mine Don't like my style 
every day, yeah, yeah. Ooh, baby, I love your way, every day. Shadows grow so long before my eyes, and they're moving across the bay. I wish I could buy one 